Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Moments of Motivation podcast. I am your host, Kashi Thompson, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. The goal of this podcast is to share inspiration in all forms, whether it be affirmations, an inspiring article, a guest, or simply diving deep into mindset elevation. This week, I'm sharing with you all a snippet of a free training I did in my Facebook community that talks all about cravings. So if you're somebody that finds yourself craving chocolate on a weekly basis or craving sugary foods, crunchy foods, um, this training may help to give you a little bit of insight on why you're having those trainings. And it also may help to give you some pointers on what you can do to stop those cravings. Um, There could be some deficiencies in there, but I definitely invite you to listen in with an open ear. And if you enjoyed this free training and you'd like to catch in on the next one live, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you join my Facebook community, Revealing Your Inner Light, where we We talk all about yoga, we talk all about nutrition and all about mindfulness and how we can um, incorporate these things into lifelong health and wellness. So with that being said, I'm going to um, switch over to share the recording with you and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think and I will see you on the other side. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Truth Behind Your Cravings live training. Um, I was trying to be like super high tech with it and have my whole presentation showing, but we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but that is okay. Um, I'm super duper excited to share all of this with you guys. If you're just joining in, drop a hey, drop a wave. Hopefully next time I do this, I'll get my tech together and y'all be able to see my beautiful presentation. Um, But for the meantime, we'll just kind of work it here and go from there. So if you are watching live, drop hey. Um, If you struggle with food cravings, drop a me. Adrian, hey, thanks for joining. Um, I'm so happy that you guys are here. Nat, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. Drop a hey if you are with me here. Sometimes Facebook doesn't tell me who's here as you're coming in. Hey, Izzy, what's up? Yay, I'm so excited. This is gonna be so good. And I wanna say, starting off the bat, like, this is a community. This is going to be dialogue, conversation. Like it's gonna be so boring if I'm just here talking my head off to you guys. So if you're here, Megan, hey! Um, If you're here, I want you to be here with me. If you're watching the replay, comment as if you're here with us live. (laughs) Nat is like, tell me why I love chocolate so much. Yes, I got something for you. Um, But I want this to be dialogue. I want this to be um, a conversation. I don't want to just be talking my head off. So please comment. um, Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what resonates with you. Um, But as we kick this off, I want you guys to let me know in the comments, what is your number one struggle when it comes to craving? So drop it in the comments right off the bat. 
what's your biggest struggle when it comes to food cravings? And I've heard from a lot of you guys earlier this week, but I just want to make sure that we really dive deep on these things. I know for most people, salty, I'm sorry, sweet was something that I saw a lot. Sue, hey, thanks for joining me. Um, Chocolate, okay, chocolate. I'm glad that y'all are being specific. So the more specific that you can be, the deeper that we can get. So Sue, giving into them. And Sue, I'm gonna talk a little bit about why it's so cyclical. Cause it's really just a cycle, um, a trigger, something is triggered and then certain actions follow that trigger. Izzy, you're saying sweet and salty. Megan, you're saying chocolate, then chips and crackers. Yes, 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 yes. Anybody else, drop it in the comments, your biggest struggle when it comes to cravings. Um, and you guys might already guess what I'm going to say it is. So it's all mental. It's all hormonal. And I'm going to really kind of get deeper into why that is today. And then I'm going to give you guys a few suggestions of things that you can try moving forward to help the next time you feel a craving coming up. So as we start to dive into it, I wanna talk first about the psychology of food cravings. So there's actually studies that show that our food cravings are similar to drug cravings. And I hate to kind of just go there, but it's basically all about the memories that we have around the foods that we crave. So a lot of times if we crave chocolate, it's some type of reward. And as women, you know, sometimes we crave chocolate around that time of the month. Sometimes we crave chocolate when we're super stressed out. Sometimes it's just like we're looking to kind of get that feel good feeling. And so like we reach for either chocolate, we reach for something sweet, we reach for whatever it is to kind of calm that emotion that's coming up. Who can relate to that? If you can relate to, to that, drop yes in the comments. Let me know that you're here with me. Um, when you crave chocolate, when you crave sweet, is it usually because of something like a stress happened earlier in the day? Um, drop in the comments what usually happens before a craving comes up. Adrian, Sue, Izzy, Megan, Nat, looking to hear from you guys. Um, is it a stressful situation that comes up? Like what usually happens around the time that you experience craving? So yes, yeah, so stress definitely triggers it. That's that cortisol release. Um, and so basically it's a cycle. So if you can think about a wheel, so let's say something stressful happens. So first you have a stressful situation. So that's where it starts. The stress, the feeling down, and then the next thing, you have that that anticipation because as soon as you start to feel the stress, the next thing is like, okay, let me grab something to release. And that moment of anticipation, so when you're reaching for the chocolate or when you're reaching for something crunchy or when you're reaching for something sweet, that is the height of when the dopamine is being released. So sometimes like, okay, so Megan, you're saying seeing it on the counter. So sometimes the idea, the anticipation of, you know, you're going to have it. That's where the height of, okay, we're kind of, if you can pass that, that moment of anticipation of, 
wanting the chocolate because once you actually eat the chocolate or once you actually eat the, the the sweet thing or whatever it is that you're craving you'll find that it's really not as satisfying it's really not as rewarding as you think it is it's really just your brain anticipating whatever's coming after it that's like oh i'm really feeling stressed out i think i want to get some chocolate that moment where you're thinking about it that's the hype of the hormonal release and then when you actually have it then the feelings of cortisol start to drop and then after that moment who starts to feel guilty who feels guilty the moment that they have something sweet the moment that they have something that they're not supposed to have who almost instantly starts to feel guilty let me see in the comments. So Nat, you're saying after dinner, it's a habit maybe. Yeah, that's super common too when you experience it right after dinner. Um, let's see, Megan saying, I see chocolate on the counter. It's that anticipation. And so Nat, it could be habits for you of after dinner, I get something sweet. So we're going to talk a little bit more about what you're actually eating throughout the day that can help to balance out a lot of those cravings because some of it is going to be triggers. So you're triggered, Megan, you're triggered by seeing it on the counter. Sue, you're saying stress or it could be a commercial. These things are triggers. So you're triggered by what you see. And so you're more likely to go after what it is that you're craving. So there's two things happening here. There's a cyclical, the memory that your brain is already processing, but then there's also possibly some deficiencies within your diet that if we can address these deficiencies on the front end, then you might be less likely to give into the craving when those stressful feelings come up, when you see the child chocolate on the counter, when you watch that commercial, if we can handle it with your every single day, making sure that you're eating the right foods, you'll be less likely to be triggered um, when you see something, like when you see it, when you see a commercial, when you see it on the counter. So we're going to continue to dive deeper into that. Um, so that, that inability to resist, that inability to overcome in the moment, tell yourself that this is really as bad as it gets. Like the moment before you put it in your mouth is going to be as bad as it gets. And if you can drink some water, if you can substitute, if you can even put five minutes on a timer before giving in, you'll notice that you're gonna be so much more strong. And what I want you guys to remember is that you don't have to be perfect right off the bat. You know, you could set a five minute timer. Megan, you could see that chocolate on the counter and be like, oh my gosh, I really want that chocolate. You could set a five minute timer and after that timer goes off, you could still want that chocolate. And you know what? It's okay to let yourself have a piece. But if we can start to create more space in between the trigger and the actual action, you'll notice that over time, you'll be, it'll be easier for you to say, you know what? No, I really don't need this. I'm going to go for some water instead, or I'm going to go for an apple instead. I'm going to go for something that's a little bit um, better for me, that's a little bit more productive for me in the goals that I want to, to reach. Not you're saying not guilty, just wish it wasn't every day seems a bit excessive. And so again, there's certain things that we're going to dive into next that, you know, maybe are out of your diet that you can start to incorporate that'll help to um, reduce a lot of those cravings. So I want to talk about four key things that you might be craving. One, 
chocolate. This is a big one for women. I know people on this live have already said that chocolate is something that they crave. And a lot of times if you're craving chocolate specifically, it could be a sign that your magnesium levels are a little bit low. So things that go hand in hand with this, do you have trouble sleeping at night? If you're noticing that you have trouble sleeping at night, if you're noticing that you have a midday crash, like around 3 or 4 p.m. every single day, if you're noticing that you're kind of foggy around 3 to 4 p.m. every single day, you might need to bump up your magnesium. And so a lot of ways that you can do that, you can do that through healthy fats like avocado. You can do that through um, healthy pieces of steak and lean meat. Um, you can also continue to have your chocolate, but go for dark chocolate instead of milk chocolate. So sometimes it's okay to satisfy that craving with a piece of chocolate, um, but look at the type of chocolate that you're going for. You know, are you going for the sugary chocolate, like the milk creamy chocolate, the white chocolate, or are you going for the dark rich chocolates that's full of antioxidants and that's actually going to help you? Another thing that you might want to consider if you're constantly craving chocolate and you absolutely hate dark chocolate is possibly taking a magnesium supplement right before bed. Um, that's something that you might want to consider because if you're always craving chocolates and if your magnesium levels are indeed low and you're noticing, hey, my sleep patterns are off, you might even want to consider, you know, some melatonin because that also has magnesium in it. Um, you can do... Um, what is the tea? Chamomile tea. That's a really, really good tea if you struggle to get to sleep at night. Um, chamomile tea will also help to balance out your magnesium levels as well. Now, if you're craving all types of sugars, so who is, so I know chocolate is one category, but who here craves breads? Who here craves pastas? Who here craves like super sugary foods? And it's just like, over the top. Drop it in the comments below because that could be something a little bit deeper if you're noticing like you're always wanting pasta, you're always wanting breads, you're always wanting like super heavy carby foods. Drop in the comments, is this you? Who here is always craving carbs, um, pastas, and things like that? Adrian said bread sometimes. Sue says bread and pasta. Okay, so for those of you guys who are struggling when it comes to breads, pastas, pastries even, so like cookies, donuts, um, sugary foods, really sweet foods, a lot of that could be your levels of protein. So believe it or not, when you are craving those breads, those pastas, those sugary foods, a lot of times that signifies a protein deficiency. Nat, you're saying you crave food. Maybe that's a good fruit. So, so Nat, you probably have healthier, possibly you have a healthier eating habit as well. I would invite you to look at how much protein you're eating on a daily basis to see if, you know, maybe there's other nutrients that you're missing out in your diet and that's why you're craving fruits. Or is it that you need to increase your protein amount? So if you're somebody that you don't even think about protein, like, and it doesn't, when I say protein, a lot of people think I mean meats. I don't mean meats. So you can get protein from a variety of sources. You can get protein from Greek yogurt, 
You can get protein from egg whites, from salmon. If you're vegan, there's something called Saitan. That's a really great um, plant-based protein option. Um, there's also great amounts of protein in like spinach and broccoli. And so if you are somebody that's mostly plant-based and you're craving sugary things, it still could mean that you need to get more protein in, but it doesn't mean that you have to go like heavy on the meats. Um, so guys, let me know if this is helpful for you all as I'm continuing to go through it. Um, but Greek yogurt, that's another really good option um, if you're somebody that's trying to stay away from the meats. Because I get that a lot from women who are low in protein, but they're like, oh, I don't want to eat a lot of meat. You don't have to eat a ton of meats. There are so many other high protein options. But as women, an iron deficiency can be detrimental over the long run. So a lot of times as women, we think that if we eat eat a ton of protein, we're going to get super bulky and super stocky. We're not. I promise you we're not. If anything, we're repairing our muscles and we're really helping ourselves to become stronger in the long run so that when we get older, you know, our bone density is able to be preserved because we're putting on the muscle, we're repairing ourselves as we need. Nat, you're saying I do eat spinach every day. I'm definitely going to look into this. So Adrian, um, so yeah, Nat, for, for that, I'm definitely going to say start to journal out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every single thing that you're eating, take inventory of really, you know, how much of each food that you're getting. Um, and I'd honestly be interested to see that, Nat, just to kind of take a look and see maybe there's something that you're missing. And maybe the cravings that you have could be valid. You know, maybe you might need to have more blueberries because that's a really good antioxidant. Or maybe you might need to get more green apples. Um, so start to take note of what you're having and everybody, I invite everybody to do this, to really start to get down and see what needs to be changed out where. Adrian, options for those of us who avoid dairy. So Adrian, I'm not sure if you're um, avoiding dairy and meat altogether, but I'll give some of both. So there's a really good um, plant-based protein supplement that I like, and I always recommend that for people who are only plant-based because it's a great source of protein and it's a protein shake so it's really easy to drink um, and that's by um, what Garden of Life. It's called Garden of Life and I'll post a picture after this live in here. Okay, lactose intolerant. Okay, so Adrian, you can do grilled chicken, you could do salmon, you could do ground turkey, lean ground turkey. Um, if you're on the vegan side, you could do seitan, you could do tofu. Um, and so I'll, I'll come up with the list of, of things that you can kind of interchange, but, um, and it doesn't have to be immense amounts of protein, but even just adding one additional serving of protein a day can make a huge difference in your level of cravings. Because a lot of times, you know, we'll reach for sugar, we'll reach for carbs, and that's because it's an endless pit. So basically what happens when our body overeats carbs is we eat all these carbs, our sugar goes way, way up, and then it goes so up that it crashes. Once it crashes, we start to feel weak, we start to feel lethargic, and so we start to feel hungry again. And so we feel hungry again, what do we do? We go for more sugary foods and more carbs, our sugar goes way, way up, that sugar crashes again, we start to feel lazy, we start to feel drained, and then the cycle just continues. So. 
the issue with carbs is that if you overeat carbs, your body's not going to signal that you've had enough until it's way too far. Like who's ever had like, you know, you ate way, way too much food and you felt stuffed to the point of like, you were going to explode and just pop open. Like that's way, way beyond what anybody needs. And that's kind of what happens when we overeat carbs and sugars. Now it's a little bit different when it comes to fats and proteins because our body metabolizes those differently. So there's not just sugar hanging out on our bloodstream in the same way as there is when we're overeating carbs. All right. Awesome. Awesome. With the questions, you guys, thank you all just for um, continuing to in, um, interact with me and engage with me. This is this is so fun. Adrian, I'm glad that this is helpful for you. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is salty foods. So salty, crunchy foods. Comment. Let me know if you struggle with that. Um, so there's a few things like if you are craving salty foods, if you're craving crunchy foods, it can signify that you're low on sodium. And so I've seen this so much, especially in my family, like my family, we um, have high blood pressure. So it's like my mom was always like, stay away from the sugar, stay away, or I'm sorry, stay away from the salt. Don't add any salt to your food. Stay away, stay away, stay away. And sometimes we do need some sodium in our diet to help to balance things out. And so when it comes to salty foods, it can be a balance of either sodium, it could be a balance or a balance of potassium. So you might wanna play around with those two things. And I don't mean just to add, you know, straight up sugar into your diet. I'm sorry, straight up salt. I keep interchanging salt for sugar. We're talking about salt. Um, I don't mean to straight up add salt to your diet, but I would recommend getting some electrolytes. Um, so maybe you get some of the Mio's, like the little um, Mio water enhancers. Those are really good. Um, maybe you have half a banana to help to balance out with that potassium. Um, but a lot of times if you're craving the salt to your foods, the crunchy foods, it could mean that your sodium and potassium levels might need um, might need some looking into. So um, I mentioned the Mio, the water enhancers that you can do those. You can also add lemon. So adding some lemon into your water that has a ton of electrolytes that'll help to balance you out. You can also do half of a banana, like I said. Um, that's a really good option too if you're noticing that you're always craving the salty and the crunchy. Last thing is fried foods and fatty foods. So fried foods, fried chicken, comfort food. If you're noticing that you're always craving like deep fried foods, that could mean that your body's not getting enough healthy fats. So when I say healthy fats, what do I mean? I mean avocados. I mean olive oil. I mean coconut oil. I mean... Um, almonds, walnuts, macadamia nuts, those are all so super duper healthy fats that you can start to incorporate when you start to notice that you're craving fried foods, fatty foods, things that are just like slathered and battered is how I like to call them. Your body might be like, I need some of those healthy fats, some of those omega-6s. And along with this, if you're noticing that you're always craving fried foods, you might experience that brain fog once again because you're not getting the healthy fats, those omega-6s that your body, that your brain needs to really function how it should. 
All right, so I know I spent a lot of times on the sugary foods. That's because a lot of people have with um, an issue with sweets. And I'll explain a little bit more about how the body digests proteins, carbs, and fats. So those are gonna be the three main food groups. Proteins, so guys, feel free to write this down for reference. Proteins are gonna be things like chicken. I've talked about this, but I'm gonna rehash it. Proteins are things like chicken, salmon, ground turkey, um, lean cuts of steak, um, seitan if you're vegan, spinach in large amounts, spinach and broccoli, like I mean two, three cups to get your proteins worth, but these are all great um, sources of protein. And so with this food group, what happens when your body overeats um, protein, it just uses what it can. And then with over a couple days, you eliminate the rest when you go to the bathroom. Not to be TMI, but your body doesn't store excess protein in the same way that it stores excess sugar and excess fat. Okay, so if you're deficient in protein, you don't have to worry about overeating it as much because your body is going to eliminate the excess and you'll feel a lot more full more quickly if you're over if you're eating the amounts of protein that you need to eat. Next thing is carbs. I just talked about carbs. So healthy sources of carbs, you want to look for complex carbs. That's going to be things like brown rice. So again, feel free to write this down. Complex carbs, brown rice, oatmeal, sweet potato, quinoa. Um, you can even do um, couscous, like whole grain couscous. Um, these are all excellent sources of complex carbs. And the difference between um, something like a complex carbs and a sugary carb is that when you eat a lot of sugar, your blood sugar is going to go super duper high. You're going to hit the point of a spike because it digests so quickly in your bloodstream. The difference with a complex carb, so like a brown rice or an oatmeal, it digests slowly over time. So it's not going to spike your blood sugar as quickly in the same way as a cookie would. An oat, like a cup of oatmeal, on the other hand, is going to digest a lot more slower and it's going to give your body a lot more time to digest it versus if you were to go and have, you know, something like a donut for breakfast. A donut is going to go like that. And within 30 minutes, you're gonna be hungry again. If you go for oatmeal, hopefully it's gonna keep you full at least for two or three hours until you can get a full meal again. So the benefit of doing a complex carb versus a sugary carb is that it's gonna last in your body a lot longer and it's you're not gonna be doing that hungry cycle of craving. Um, the next thing is gonna be fats. So your body does store fats. Um, your body does store fat, period. So you can overeat fats, but it's going to be less likely to overeat fats because you're going to feel, you're just going to feel kind of like <laughs> immobile. Like with carbs, it's so easy to cycle through because your brain doesn't connect that you're overeating until it's too late. But when it comes to something like fats, um, you don't need a lot of fats in your diet. So you can always have, you know, way less fats in your diet. Your, your body doesn't need a ton, but you do need healthy fats for your brain health and also to keep your hormones level. So a lot of times, you know, 
as women, we might completely strip fat out of our diet and we'll just only do like protein and veggies, but then we'll notice we're a little hangry, we're a little irritable, we're a little, um, you know, not in the best of spirits. It's because healthy fats help to one, keep our hormones regulated, but they also help to keep our brain um, moving the way it needs to. Like our brain is mostly fat, so we need some level of healthy fat in our diet in order to function properly. So proteins, carbs, and fats. Those are going to be the three main food groups. And when it comes to balancing out your cravings, you want to look at all three of those food groups and say, okay, where am I having too much of one and not enough of the other? And making those fine tunes, making those tweaks, those adjustments can, over time, you'll start to notice, hmm, my cravings feel like they're reducing. I'm not as hangry. Um, I'm thinking a lot more clearly. And so it really comes down to tracking what you're eating on a daily basis to figure out what needs to be changed where. So I'll just say it again, um, what your cravings mean, chocolate. It could mean that you're a little bit low on magnesium. Um, you can get that from melatonin. You can get some chamomile. Um, you can get some dark chocolate if you're really always craving chocolate. Carby, sugary foods, that could mean that you're low on protein. So look at adding, we just talked about sources of protein. Salty foods, it could mean that you're a little bit off on your sodium and potassium levels. So look into some electrolytes, look into bananas, um, look into maybe adding a little bit more salt, but I wouldn't recommend just, you know, pounding on the salt. Fried and um, fried foods and just really fatty foods could mean that you're low on healthy fats. So olive oils, avocados, healthy nuts, and things like that. All right, so I see we got some things in the comments. Okay, Sue, I'm not sure if you're still with us. I hope you are, Sue. So Sue said, what are good low-carb foods that aren't meat? So Sue, I, I did say some. So that would be the sweet potato, the oatmeal, quinoa, um, let's see, brown rice, whole grain pasta even. Um, those would be some complex carbs that aren't necessarily meat. Let's see, Olivia, hey. Okay, so some other complex carbs, um, asking for clean, heavy gains. So Olivia, if you're trying to make gains, I would honestly say for you to go ahead and eat white rice. Like that's gonna be a really good carb. It does have some sugar in it, but the nutrient um, profile in white rice is actually really beneficial, especially if you're looking to gain weight. But Olivia, you can do like, do the whole banana, eat a banana every morning. That's the source of healthy sugars. Um, the white rice, um, you have a little bit more leeway. And for you, it's really gonna be increasing your portions of healthy foods. So if you're on this call, and you're somebody who's looking to gain weight or put on mass, you would eat the same types of food. You would just eat larger quantities of those foods to put on weight in a healthy way. All right, you guys. So I'm gonna get into some ways to really start to break the cycle of these cravings. Um, so we've kind of already started to talk about this, but the first thing that you can do is to observe your craving. And so what do I mean by this? Start writing down the foods that you're eating on a daily basis. Notice if certain foods, you know, on certain days when you eat certain foods, your cravings are more extreme versus on certain days, maybe when you get more greens, your cravings aren't as bad. So observe your cravings, take note of what you're eating. Notice if your cravings having, if your cravings happen after a long day, 
Notice if your cravings are happening after you've been sitting in traffic for a long time. Notice if your cravings happen, happen um, when you get into a heated argument, like observe when, observe the situations that cause your cravings to flare up. So take a moment, notice, you know, is it mentally, is it something mentally that you're going in? Maybe you're like thinking negative thoughts and that's what drives you to start eating you know, whatever it is that you're craving, or maybe you had a rough day emotionally and that's what drives you to start eating. Notice what's coming up and slow the time down. Slow the time down. So what really kind of hurts us the most is the habits. So at the beginning of this live, I talked about the cycle of what triggers the point of anticipation and then actually doing the thing that we crave and then after that maybe feeling a little bit guilty and then kind of that cycle completing or continuing so what we want to do is slow down time so before you reach for whatever it is that you're craving take a moment ask yourself a few questions what am i feeling what's going on right now what's possibly triggering me and can i wait five minutes i'm not saying not to have what you're craving but i am saying to give yourself some time to really excuse me to make an informed decision if you actually want to go for the craving or if you can address the craving in another way so a lot of times it could just be a five minute timer that could stop you from really derailing any progress that you've made during the week. So slow down time. The second thing um, that you can do is to change your environment. So I had a client that shared with me that her cravings were triggered because of the route that she took home. So literally just driving past McDonald's and Burger King was a trigger for her to pull over and stop and get something in the drive-thru. If this is you, drop a yes in the comments below. Um, you're definitely not alone. But if this is something that you struggle with, I recommend changing the way that you get home. Like go another route. If it's in the pantry, somebody else on this live mentioned just seeing the chocolate on the counter. Like if you have kids in the house, it's kind of hard to keep um, certain sweets out of the out of um, out of the home because you're doing it for them. But change your environment. So make a negotiation with your family or the people that you live with. Hey, I'm really trying to do better with my health. I'm trying to do better so I can be around for you guys. We can't keep this food in a place where I can see it because if I can see it, I'm going to go and eat it. So change your environment. If you have the option just to not have those things in the house, don't have those things in the house. Like don't buy them in the grocery store, reduce the chances of you cheating. Now, if you do have them because you know you don't live alone and there's other people that you wanna accommodate, make an, make an agreement. Hey, I need you to hide this from me. Don't let me know where you put them. If you know you're, if it's your spouse, hey, keep this in the car. I need you to eat this before you come inside the house because bringing it inside the house really hurts me and I'm really working to overcome this. And be honest with both yourself and whoever you're with, like, hey, I need help. Like I'm weak and I need help. And it's okay to request that from the people that you're living with. Um, another thing, so somebody on this call mentioned watching tv so watching tv as being a trigger so there's a few ways to address this if you're somebody that it's just kind of like clockwork like at a certain time the tv comes on you grab a bag of chips you know it's time to relax for the night like if this is you 
drop yes in the comments. Um, let me know that, <laughs> let me know that you're here. Let other people know that, you know, you're not alone. Um, but if this is you and watching TV is just like, you always have a snack in hand when you're watching TV, I recommend two things. So the first thing is, if you know that you wanna eat while you're watching TV, maybe save your food for later so that you're not overeating, but you're still eating the right amount of food for the day. I don't love that recommendation, but it's a quick fix. Um, it's a quick fix for the moment. So if you're always in the mood of watching TV and eating, save your dinner for that hour that you're watching TV and let that be your time. Like you're waiting to eat until you can put your show on. So that way you can still have that satisfying feeling of being able to watch your show and you know, not overeating. Cause the goal here is not to overeat. It's not bad to eat at night. Like it's okay if you're eating at nine o'clock, as long as you're not overeating. You wanna make sure that you're eating the right amount calorically for what your body needs. Now, the second option that I prefer is to replace whatever it is. And maybe you're, you're going through a transition period. Maybe to start, you start to have your dinner a little bit later so you can watch your show. And then you transition to, you know, maybe having some tea. Some people like to do coffee after a meal. Um, you can even make a protein shake. So having like something that's high protein after or while you're watching dinner, if you're doing this after your meal, to help to satisfy your stomach um, so that you don't overeat. Because it's, it's okay to if you're gonna overeat on protein, but you definitely don't want to overeat on something like carbs or fat. So Greek yogurt could be an option. You can do a vegan-based um, protein shake. That could be an option if you're not super duper, like if you're like, I'm just gonna, you know, go cold turkey, you can do a hot cup of tea. Cinnamon tea is really good at night. Dandelion tea is also really good at night. And chamomile, chamomile tea, that helps to make you sleepy. Um, that's another really good option at night. So be careful though, because if you are gonna go the route of saving your food to watch, um, to watch TV while you eat, try to eat mindfully, like something that I recommend that you start to practice, and maybe this will be a topic for the next live, is mindful eating. Because that helps tremendously as well when you're reducing your cravings, when you're mindful about the, the process of actually eating and consuming and digesting all of your food. All right, so changing your environment, change the way you get home, clean out your pantry, change your schedule around watching TV and how you're snacking, how you're eating. The third thing that you can do is change your language. Y'all already know, like I'm, most of you guys on this call know that I am affirmations queen, or I don't, you know, I don't like to use that word, whatever, but I'm like affirmations junkie. That's probably a better word for it. So watch your language. Like stop saying like, I can't stop saying I don't. Think about if you're putting yourself from a place of restriction or if you're putting yourself in a place of choice and action. Stop looking at yourself from a place of pity and start looking at yourself from a place of empowerment. When you're making these choices to not have sugar after a certain time, when you're making the choice to increase your protein, when you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna wait five minutes before I have this sweet thing, you're empowering yourself, you're giving yourself the choice back to move forward. 
Oh, bye, Sue. I'm so glad that you have a whole page of notes. Yay. Um, but look at your language. You are empowering yourself by making the choice to say, hey, I'm going to do better for myself today. I'm going to be strong today. I'm going to wait five minutes before I have my piece of chocolate. And even if you still have it, you still build strength. You still build courage in that moment because you're empowering yourself to take action toward what you want. I heard a really good um, story the other day and it was basically saying like, remember when we were kids and you know our parents would hide something from us and they would be like, you're getting warmer, you're getting colder, you're getting warmer, you're getting colder. And when you get really close to it, it's like, ooh, you're so hot, you're on fire, you're burning. But if you take one step in the other direction, it's like, ooh, you're getting cooler. I want you guys to think about your goals on that same spectrum. It's not like a huge overhaul that happens overnight. Each step brings you warmer. Each step brings you cooler. So you don't have to be perfect off the bat. You don't have to be an A student. You don't have to be hot, you know, with your first move, but you do want to be warmer with each step that you take. So you're getting closer and closer to your goal. So it doesn't have to be this whole grand idea of overnight, you're doing this grand overhaul. You just want to focus on getting warmer. You're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. So tell that to yourself. You know, when you do make those tough decisions of saying no to a craving, of choosing from a place of empowerment, hey, I'm getting warmer. I'm getting closer to this healthier woman or this healthier man that I see myself becoming. So watch your language. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to share with you guys to reduce your overall stress level. So look at the things that are causing you stress within your life. Look at the things that are stressing you out and see where you can reduce the levels of stress that you're facing on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe it could be your job and a lot of times that's hard to kind of work around that. But you know, if it's things at home, maybe have a conversation with your partner or your spouse about you know your stress levels. Maybe there's certain things that you might be doing to yourself that stress you out, but look at the overall stress in your life and see where you can reduce the stress. Where can you start to get more sleep? Where can you start to maybe drink more water? Where can you start to have more healthy conversations so you're not holding everything in? The whole goal here is to release in order to be able to receive more of what you want. So life is this constant process of releasing the things that we don't need so that we can welcome in more of the things that we want and we need in our lives. So I know that was a ton of information for today's call. Um, I'm gonna do a quick recap, but there's six people on this call, so no hiding. I wanna hear from everybody. What's one takeaway? I just wanna hear one takeaway that you're walking away with this call um, with. So one key takeaway that you got on this call, I need all six people who are watching live, I need you to drop that in the comments. Let me know the most helpful part um, of our talk. And as you guys are dropping your takeaways, I'll do a quick recap of everything that we talked about today. No hiding, I wanna hear from all six people, your biggest takeaway in the comments. Ready, set, go. <laughs> all right. So as you guys are doing that, quick recap, um, we talked about the psychology of food craving, so kind of how it can be similar to a drug addiction. So there's something that's stressing you out, 
there's anticipation of relieving that stress. There's actually, when you actually eat and you know, whatever it is, the, the desire that you have, you satisfy that desire. There's the period after where you possibly feel guilty or you're questioning, why did I do that? And then there's that repetition of the stress all over and over again. We talked about chocolate, how maybe that means that you're low on magnesium and you might want to up your um, melatonin and how you can do um, bananas and how you can also do dark chocolate to help with that. We talked about if you're craving sugary foods, carby foods, that might mean that you need some more protein um, for muscle repair. We talked about salty foods and how that could mean that possibly your sodium and potassium levels might be out of balance. We talked a little bit about fried foods and how that could mean that your body is craving um, healthy fats. All right, and then we talked through some ways that you can um, break the cycle of your cravings. So first is to actually observe them. Observe when your cravings come. Observe the stress that surrounds them. We talked about changing your environment. We talked about changing your language. And then we talked, we came right back to the beginning and talked about reducing your overall stress levels. Yay, we got some comments. So Adrian's biggest takeaway was protein shake after your meal and mindful eating. Yes, love it. Nat Riley, eat more protein. Yes, Nat. Maya, watch your language, observe and note your cravings. Yes, Olivia, Jean, Janae, <laughs> get full on protein. Fat as lowest quantity of macros. Yes, 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 yes. Spot on Carlethia. Making healthy choices for your snacks. Staying focused on your goals. Fantastic, ladies. Um, thank you all so much for being here. This was awesome dialogue. I'm glad that this was helpful for you. If you're watching the replay, comment hashtag replay. And again, continue to comment as if you're watching in real time. Um, I'll be back again next week with another live training. Um, if there's anything that comes up for you guys, crazy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you feel a sense of warmth and peace all around you. Remember that you can't control what happens to you, but you can always control how you respond. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a review and share this episode on your social media by taking a screenshot and tagging me. You can find me on Instagram as at Kashimawo. That's the at sign, C-A-S-H-E-M-A-W-O, and on Facebook as Kashi Thompson. That's C-A-S-H-E Thompson. You can also click the links below. Also, remember to sign up for the Dream Challenge to get your free Dreamers Journal and seven days of yoga with yours truly. Links are posted below. Go sign up now. As always, if there are specific motivation topics you'd like to see on the show, please let me know. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening in this week, and I'll speak with you all soon. I hope you have a great and prosperous week. Take care.